All right, everybody, settle down, settle down. It's time for another session of the Umbrella Podcast. Me, I'm your teacher, Alex. Hello. <laughs> hey, does anybody think teacher's sort of out of ideas today? <laughs> you just sort of introduced the class, like no, Te- no. Teacher's top top, man. <laughs> no more gas in the tank. I mean. I feel, as a bad kid in the back of class, I just feel like I should finally respect teacher, because got to the point. Ha! I'm Justin. Got you! That was the lesson, Justin. All right, take it away, third person. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Umbrella Academy, Season 3, Episode 6, Marigold. If you haven't watched it on Netflix, please go do. But in this episode, we're... Uh, settling the Harlan situation quite definitively by the end of the episode as he tries to teach Victor how to use his powers and ultimately give Harlan's portion of the power back. Meanwhile, Luther is exploring stuff over at the uh, Sparrow Mm. Academy a little bit. Jacket change. Yeah, a jacket change, big jacket change. And Diego and Lila discover some big stuff happening in the Buffalo Room. Boom, boom. You know what goes on in the Buffalo Room. Yeah. And last but not least, Five hangs out with Biker Pogo and gets tatted up. So that all said, lots of stuff to talk about in this episode. Where should we start? Justin, you see well, that? We oh, oh, we, we should, should start. probably uh, start at the beginning with the Pogo flashback in the Pogo Dojo. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, you know, you know, I don't know a lot about raising kids, but like uh, putting them in a pogo dojo sounds like a great idea and uh, it looks like a ton of fun. Yes, that was very the Matrix Kill Bill, I think, purposely oh, so. So the Matrix, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and fun. I heard in the next episode, Mojo Jojo is going to fight in the pogo dojo. Wow. <laughs> oh, that would no. be fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm sorry. I've watched ahead and that's a no go. We got this. Um, Well, it's interesting. I mean, the pogo of it, I think we could talk about later. But this whole intro scene, um, it feels like it's about Ben. It's about Ben, like, Mm -hmm. sort of going hard and then losing in the end because maybe he's not being true to himself, perhaps, because we have the scene later where Luther's like, hey, I know there's a good Ben in there. And Ben's like, I'm tough. I do karate. With tentacles and stuff, like in in I'm so I, I'm curious if maybe Ben's arc is going to be a, a major factor here in the last uh, handful. Let's of hope so. Uh, I will yeah. say the way that you lay it out there, and this is going to sound like a harsher knock than I mean it to, but it's a little formless in terms of his arc. Like I think it, yeah. it does. It is a very strong idea to start with him and what's going on with him because. We have had this constant thing over the previous five episodes where people were like, hey, Ben, and he's like, leave me alone. I want no further information about anything that's going on here. And finally, with this episode, we do get that conversation in the middle with Luther where he well, asks about, about the other Ben, and that's great. But the place we end up is him telling Faye, I'm not going to tell you why I'm bringing Luther in, dot, dot, dot. And that doesn't seem to necessarily connect to the other stuff, at least yet. What were you going to say, Pete? I just think it's one of those things where uh, Luther said the thing kind of we've all been feeling is these kids haven't been the same since Ben died. Mm -hmm. And there's been a real kind of um, uh, split. And, uh, you know, he says, you know, the only thing that they kind of have in common is family trauma, which is a little fucked up because of what happened in the last episode. But I think it is... um, 
a good realization and hopefully moves this evil Ben a little bit in the needle a little bit more on the good side because um, Luther, I think you can tell that Luther is being honest and uh, is it's kind of a touching moment that him and Ben have, even if evil Ben, uh, you know, is so guarded. Yeah, I mean, are we going to get, are we going to come out of the season with evil Ben just being nicer and becoming regular Ben for umbrellas. Cause at the end of the day, we can't really have umbrellas and sparrows. They occupy the same spot in the universe. But so we're starting to get a little bit of range. A you walk outside, you put a sparrow over your head, right? That's exactly right. If you have enough sparrows, they can just be an umbrella is what I say. You got to really train them. Really? Yeah, like, really train them. You can't, uh, you, know, you can't take an umbrella and then fly away. You know what I mean? So it's kind mm. of a one way. That is very you can, true. You, but just to get back to what Justin was saying, Mary Poppins, Pete. This. Have you ever thought about Mary Poppins, Pete? She Every flies an umbrella of my all day. life, motherfucker. Don't come at me like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stay Poppins is all I'm saying. Yeah, it felt like exactly. you were flagging there on the Poppins no, world. No. Yeah. The only thing with a sparrow umbrella is you're covered in bird shit all the time. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's why you got to train them in the Pogo Dojo. <laughs> yeah. The Sparrow Pogo Dojo? Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so it does feel like, uh, or we're going to get a Ben sacrifice, which if you mm-hmm. recall, that's what ended uh, last season. And are we really going to double dip on a uh, Ben sacrifice? It does get to, and I know I keep harping on the same thing, but my frustration with the series where people don't seem to care about the same thing as I would in that situation, which I know is not a fair way of judging the show, but that across the board, the sparrows are like, oh, you're from an alternate universe? Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell me any more information about that. No thanks is very weird to me. It is weird. and I agree because it's not like Hargreaves, who is a dick, in any universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like, don't talk to them. I would think like kids would be like, well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, my dad doesn't like this. I'm going to give it a shot. Well, <laughs> and on the opposite, opposite end of the spectrum, that's why I really like the Klaus Hargreaves thing that happens in this episode where it is a different Hargreaves. And up to this point, he's been like, shut up, you stupid kids. Don't talk to me about anything that seems relevant in any way. And this episode, he's like, now that I'm off my meds, what's going on with you, Klaus? You could die. Great. I'm going to kill you to test out that theory. Yeah. Which... Finally, and I guess this was purposeful because he was on these meds. Wait, but it finally, finally he killed Klaus? That's what well, you're but saying? but it feels more in line with the Hargreaves that we've known for the previous two seasons. That's where, what you're excited to get back to. You're like, all right, sweet, back to evil dead. it's in a new mode where you have this Hargreaves is dealing with the fact that he doesn't know Klaus. Klaus clearly has a relationship with him. He's like, all right. Let's build this relationship. Here's how I build relationships, by killing you. So that, to me, tracks for the characters. It makes sense, and it feels like we're actually moving forward. We're progressing in some way versus this nonstop stonewalling that happens a lot of the time with a lot of the characters. Well, and um, Hargreaves loves T.J. Hooker. What do you think? Oh, come on, T.J. I think that means he's got taste. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) <laughs> no better show. That's, a, than that's the cop Hooker. show, cop show from like the late seventies, early eighties with William Shatner. I want to say, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. He's a, he's a hooker named TJ. What? Is that what it is? No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, well, hey, he's, he's a for cop. the late seventies. <laughs> he's a cop. Pretend it's like American Gigolo, but yeah, with William Shatner <laughs> during the so, day. Yeah, during the day, and, uh, no Gigolo. More dramatic pausing. Yeah, more dramatic pausing. By the way, this is a little side note. Do you guys watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds? Did you see they brought on a guy 
Paul Wesley from Vampire Diaries to play Kirk, and he's doing the same delivery as William Shatner. It's very weird. Yeah, Bold well, you gotta, you gotta Bold do it. Choice. Do you? I don't know. Do Chris Pine didn't, I think you don't Chris Pine have to. didn't do it. Yeah, it seems like the thing not to do. Yeah, because one person's famous for it, and then you should be going but, a different. How direction. do you set up the dramatic pause? Maybe they do a smaller version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so, is, someone says like, if you want to emphasize your point, uh, Captain or Ensign Kirk, maybe you add more dramatic pauses to your speech. You mean the origin? Like this. Exactly. All right, we got to go back to the Pojo Dojo here for a little bit. If you're walking out of, you know, let's say you get kicked out of your family and you're mm. just going to hand one person like a whole bunch of pills and not say anything, isn't that a weird message? Yeah. Well, I keep a lot of pills on my in my coat pockets and stuff in case just I just in case you get kicked. Oh, okay. <laughs> in case I get kicked. And, like and if we, if you guys kicked me out of here like you're getting pills. Lots well, of pills. First off, thank you. Uh, but I'm going to need more information. Like, don't no, take no. these or just pills. take all of these. Like, what? You just can't hand somebody pills and keep walking. That doesn't make that's, any sense. That's a whole job. Pharmacists do that all the time. That's every day. <laughs> that's what they. That's their jobs. They hand people. They get kicked out of their families. Yeah, but every there's day instructions people, on the on the bottles, but they're not clearly not. When you got all the pharmacist doesn't know shit about it. Pharmacist is like, I don't know. This paper says here's your pills. That's actually their job to know. It's not. It's, I don't know what pharmacist seems like an easy gig. No <laughs> shout out. No, no knock to any pharmacist listening. It seems no, like you're knocking you, the you whole. You stand by the tubes. The people walk over the big bags. You flip the lever. It pours a bunch of M&Ms in there and you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some sort of candy man. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> the candy man, not the pharmacist. I'm sorry. That's the, my pharmacist. I was thinking about the guy who stands by the pick a mix in the. Uh, Movie theater. I don't think oh, that that's guy's job. By the way, honest. that guy's you. I think that guy's just you. <laughs> yeah, that's not a oh, job. Yeah. That's just uh, <laughs> you stand by the pick a mix, trying yeah. to scrape up any loose uh, sour patch. Yeah, kids. yeah. Just gotta. You know, I gotta eat somehow. You're Homer Simpsoning the pick a mix <laughs> into a movie theater. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's good I hold, okay, I that, hold a bag under their bag just in case some yeah. stuff falls through. <laughs> Getting their candy runoff. Don't mind me. I'm a scumbag. <laughs> Um, uh, back to Pete's Pogo's talk. Um, well, how did this monkey get jacked? Because he, he's jacked. Like that that vest. <laughs> That's a great question, how? Justin. It's time to turn to the next <laughs> section of our show. How did this monkey get jacked? Next up on wait, this wait, episode, wait, wait. Pogo. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're using your arms a lot when you're tatting, so you know it's. Uh, Oh, you don't Definitely. think he's in CrossFit or some sort of boot camp sitch? He's running a dojo. It's no, you know, got, the Pogo he dojo. dojo. He left the Pogo Dojo for yeah, a, but you're still going to be doing your exercises even if you get kicked out of your dojo. You know what I mean? I don't know. He wasn't doing the exercise to begin with. He was just sort of pacing and telling people stuff. Yeah, he was mostly yeah. doing logistics at the Pogo Dojo. I don't yeah, think but he I mean, was... you gotta to get to that level of sensei. You gotta know your stuff to begin with. Yeah, I will say I had a uh, my yearly physical recently. My doctor was like, "Hey, if you want to get some good exercise, give tattoos." Yeah, and so, it really works your uh, mm-hmm. tiny finger muscles. <laughs> your finger, my muscles, my finger muscles are jacked now. I want to say to you, Alex, your fingers are jacked. Each of your fingers <laughs> has that. a little six pack on them. I got some uh, tight knucks going on, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's why we call you tight knucks. <laughs> my man, tight knucks over here. In any case, Pogo shows up. He's living in a trailer park with Tammy, I want to say. Tammy, Tammy, yeah, probably. Yep. And giving tattoos. What do you mean, Pat? Probably. 
That's I, their name. I didn't. I wasn't at that point in my notes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, the huge character. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was nice, I guess, to see Pogo again. I wish there was more to it. I guess he gives some important information to sure Five does. in terms of Project Oblivion. We know about that now. Would love to hear your theories and what you think that is. Take it away. Well, I do think so. We have uh, Project Oblivion, and then we have Hotel Oblivion, which is the mm-hmm. sort of upside down version of uh, Hotel the Obsidian. Buffalo's butt, if you will, of the, the Buffalo's other. butt, yeah. which is uh, uh, yeah, that, that was what a revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I don't know. Um, it feels like we're now getting closer to the maybe the comic book story that this was quite loosely based on. Um, and then the the idea though that like if the Kugelblitz was caused by this break uh, in reality by a paradox, is the idea now that if Five gets the tattoo, it's making that true? It's like making something taking something that was again broken and bringing it to reality i guess i you know the time travel rules are a little wobbly on this show i think as well but my impression is basically exactly what you said that he's like well this is gonna happen anyway so that i can find this tattoo later so i can get here i am going to get this tattoo and that'll close that particular causality loop I don't know if we've seen that play out in exactly the same way or be necessary in other situations when they've time traveled on the show, but I guess it's fine that he did it. I yeah, I mean, I just don't know what the overall point is because Five sort of does it but doesn't say why. Um, he says, like, oh, I'll I'll do this just because the older me had it, so it seems like he's closing that loop. But um, he's closing that loop, but I think the strange thing, if the world's ending and he's – that's the old version of him. Like where, how does all this, it feels like he's, you know, sort of spitting in the wind. It's just, he's not doing much. He's just like, let me line up this tattoo. He's trying to gather all the information and then figure it out. You know, he's following the little clues that he has. And, uh, you know, that uh, little scrape of flesh is really coming in handy. You know, Mm -hmm. I always keep a bunch of them around. Whenever I, I see somebody with that. a cool tattoo, I just slice it off and put it in my suitcase. I've been tattooing my grocery lists on some loose skin that I found, <laughs> and uh, it's cool, but it's hard to check stuff off, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like Zaz, except for rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, I know. And I keep writing like, more toilet paper, more toilet paper. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> In any case, why don't we move on and talk about the Harlan and Victor storyline and Allison storyline, because that's a big one. As they train, ultimately, Allison discovers a couple of things over the course of the episode. One, it seems like she can rumor people without saying, I heard a rumor. Uh, That happens very briefly. And then she kills Harlan at the end and stops him in the truck, which is upsetting. Wait, he, he wasn't dead. It seemed like he was just sleeping there, right? Was it? I think he, I think he, he looked dead to me, or he was made to appear dead for the sake of mm-hmm. um, perhaps a ruse they're doing. I, I don't know. I mean, Allison, she is sort of slipping off the edge um, based on uh, the awful things that happened last episode. And here we get this really great little moment of what are you listening to with her at the beginning of the episode, talking to Harlan? What are you listening to? Your vibration. What's it sound like? Wrong. Wrong. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great. And, and true. her line, you're not a pleasant person to be around. Yeah. Um, and what she made that uh, sort of made that true by killing him. And then the part where, well, um, where I don't we don't know if he's really dead yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, weren't his limbs all askew in the trunk? 
It looked very uncomfortable with the position right. he was in, for sure. It had, mm-hmm. Were his eyes open? Because that's a telltale dead person thing. <laughs> was his head attached to his body? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Mm-hmm. His yeah. eyes were a little bit open, but it was It was just, we only had, got to see it for a little oh, bit. He might it be doing that like, creepy thing where, like, he's asleep, but his eyes are open a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Eyes, like having a dream. Mm-hmm. Well, after being stuck in a trunk for who knows how long, you know, you're a little, you know, a little slow to get up, you know what I mean? Most people in trunks, though, are traditionally dead. It's not like a spot you would ride. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie Out of Sight? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lopez and Ben yeah. Affleck in the trunk together. <laughs> that's no. That's, that's an easy thing. To, that's an George easy answer. Clooney, right there. Bro. George yeah. Clooney. George Clooney. Yeah. There you go. I was mixing up <laughs> my different Batman. Yeah, you're yeah, missing yeah. up your Batman's there. Yeah, Christian Bale. Uh, no. When are we going to get all Kilmer? the Batman's the Batman's together to really connect? We, we got to stuff them in a trunk and let them hash this out. You know what I'm talking Anyways, about? Anyways, yeah. what was weird was Allison, uh, not Allison, Harlan and Victor. We're like, hey, we fixed it. It's done. But then it seemed like we cut to Diego and shit was still going down. So it was like I was a little confused as they felt like they fixed it. But it well, no, no, what they, like they, what they fixed, what Victor and Harlan fixed is the energy that Victor had given Harlan when he healed him back in season two, back when he was drowning. Baby she, Harlan. Yes. He took that back. Um, so yep. Victor has that energy inside of him now, and Harlan doesn't have any of that energy. Harlan doesn't have any of that powers, and I think that's also why Allison is able to kill him, potentially. Yeah, and Harlan tells Allison, like, yeah, I caused this whole thing, and Allison's like, oh, my mom, my family. like, So she just acts rashly and kills him, brings him to the sparrows. Um, so I sort of feel like he isn't dead just mm-hmm. because it's like – Allison's being set up to be a villain here, and I would think they have to pull that pull that back at least. A I don't know if bit. she's being set up to be a villain or is she is a villain. It seems like one of the things. I mean, they, the show is setting is yeah. telling us she's a villain, and I guess we'll see. Um, but I thought it was interesting when she rumors Harlan there. the The Victor power is in her, like mm. her eyes go yellow, and she just. So I I don't know if that means she has a little bit of it or she's there's a way that they're they can work together to do something and maybe that's will help bring allison back into the fold it just feels um, th- a little there's con- a moment there it feels a little confusing when there's a kugel blitz uh uh killing everybody and then two people you know like form their powers together and say we fixed it you know like well, and I agree with you. It's sort of it's just like the five thing of like he's like I got a tattoo, and it's like that's not super helpful when the world's being destroyed. <laughs> yeah, like and, maybe don't stop for a tattoo from Pogo right here. And Victor and Harlan are like, well, I uh, I got my powers back from Harlan. It's like great. That's not helping. <laughs> We're not doing that really. <laughs> yeah. So. 
The Kugel yeah. Blitz has wrecked buildings now. It iced Stanley uh, yeah. right that out of the- was That was a real emotional roller coaster of like, oh, he's probably got waved gone by now. And then you see him and then mm-hmm. he gets waved gone. You're yeah, like, oh. The only people, I mean, everybody is sort of exploring their own things, but without any particular purpose or focus on the Kugel Blitz, like we're saying. Which down is to, weird because it's it seems like a super important thing. You know what I mean? Well, down to the Sparrow Academy, who literally are supposed to be the biggest superheroes of the world and have it in their basement. Instead, they're like, time to get a new outfit for Luther. That's our main goal this episode. Let's do it. Well, so I'm curious, is Ben's plan, let's hypothesize on Ben's plan here. Is his plan, he's he's trying to break up the Umbrella Academy, which, as we all know, very easy to do. They hate each other, sort of. (laughs) Uh, Is the idea he's going to try to get Luther to go into the Kugelblitz once he's on the team? And maybe that will... Because I got to think Ben... While being sort of a dick, he does want to be a good superhero. He wants mm-hmm. to win and he wants to fight. So I think he has a plan that is ultimately getting back to the Kugelblitz, but it's just circuitous in a way that I uh, we're not shown at all here. Yeah, the I mean, he is large enough to block it, maybe like get sucked into yeah. it, and then Luther sort of stuck in there, like his little legs waggling out, like Winnie the Pooh stuck in a door. Ah. Oh, you yes, think that's where this... Uh, we're headed for a classic food order situation. Yeah, we're <laughs> classic. Now, he was eating a lot of butter, and butter uh, goes in the same cabinet as honey, and Winnie the Pooh likes honey, so maybe it's a little bit of a clue there. Wow, that's really... Same cabinet? It's not a, yeah. You gotta keep your butter in the fridge, dog. Yeah. No, not your like butter, that. your peanut butter. He's eating almond butter. Remember, he liked all those nut butters. Oh, almond butter. So maybe oh, sorry. It's you just the said same butter. Thing. You said butter. I didn't know. I was meant to assume it's a, some sort of nut butter. <laughs> you don't exclusively use peanut butter as your butter. Like so, you pan. call you call peanut butter butter. What do you call butter? <laughs> you call <laughs> no cow pe- butter? No peanut stick. No, <laughs> the no peanut. Yes, the yellow no, no peanut, peanut stick. stick. Hey, wow. give me one of them uh, yellow no peanut sticks from the fridge, unsalted. Uh I wanted to talk about a fun line from Luther a little bit where Ben no, was I want talk- to talk about this more. Okay. Well, let me just say, just to finish up the um, pre-butter rant, um, I do think that it does make sense. The one, if Ben is doing, is trying to solve the Kugelblitz, putting the umbrellas into it might work. They're the paradox. That's true. You think, they, you think that, oh, I, okay, yeah, they're the So, paradox, like, that at least feels like, up. if he's doing that, that feels like a good idea. Even though it may result in their deaths, he's like, this world is being destroyed by them. Let's see if we we get rid of one of them and that helps. I wish he would say that then to Faye yes. at the very least. Like, be like, listen, here's my plan. My plan is let's get rid of the Umbrella Academy. They're causing it. Like, it would feel like anybody is doing anything, you know? It would take of- two seconds, though, to get Luther. To, you just have to be like, hey, where's Sloan? You could be like, hey, Sloan, do you mind just stepping out of the room for a second? Hey, where'd Sloan go? Oh, she went to the Kugel Blitz. He would just run and jump right in. It's well, not you, Yeah. Very so, trickable, like, Luther. Yeah. Um, well, but I think the point and maybe the point of that dojo scene um, was that, like, these people don't trust each other as much as like the umbrellas. We know they don't trust each other or they, they can't get along, but they do sort of trust each other at the core. And it's the opposite for the sparrows. They don't mm-hmm. trust each other, but they stay in line because they're so competitive and they they I, Hargreaves has them locked in. So I, I think maybe it's about Ben. If he had trusted people and been a sort of a better person, they would have this solved already. I think I disagree. I think the Pogo Dojo, the point is tap out or pass out. That's the, the whole point of that. Yeah. That's the way I go to bed every night. 
<laughs> what else should we talk about here? We haven't really we touched on the Diego and Lila stuff a little bit, right? We talked about the uh, them going inside. They go inside the cabinet. The yeah, tunnel. go inside the mystery yes, tunnel. You can't. Yeah, what, what kid can uh, resist a mystery tunnel? I mean, come yeah, on. There's a mirror tunnel. There's a backwards hotel. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Still has sushi though, so that's nice. Um, yeah. And they ring the bell despite saying "Don't ring the bell," and then something oh. cuts Diego's fingers off. Yeah, I, I, that's what, yeah. I mean, if you ring the bell and an evil person comes out and cuts your fingers off for ringing the bell, I mean. I, I kind of understand a little bit because that person clearly hates that bell. Uh, but man, well, that's I a get it harsh... because I feel uncomfortable. Like when I like my local grocery store, the deli counter, it's like ring a bell for service. And mm-hmm. I feel uncomfortable doing it because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, I want service, you know? Yeah. But and after so, you've been standing there for a while, you kind of do, you do want service. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the deli guy comes out, slices a couple fingers off. <laughs> The local. Do, you, do you get like a medium slice or how do you slice your fingers? I like my finger meat pretty thin. Pretty thin? You want to see yeah. it. Then, huh? What do you, you say, sick nuts? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes uh, you, to finger you, meat, you you're the expert. You can't cut these nuts, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Uncuttable nuts? Uncuttable wow. nuts. No way, man. I don't know. That, that, Just that, that blade that that monster was wielding. I've been, I've been that we didn't like see. a monster. That's that's the final form of sick nucks as a Pokemon. Sick nucks into unbreakable, uncuttable nucks. <laughs> Other moments oh, for the episode you want to call out in particular? Well, yeah. So like oh. we have this whoever this villain or probably hero is the upside down world. Do we have versions of? Is this like a more badass Diego um, that could come through here potentially? It is crazy to be um, hypothesizing on a show that everyone's seen what happens. <laughs> I'm just saying stuff that's probably definitely untrue. But uh, I thought that would be a cool idea. The fact that he loses two fingies going oh. after Stanley. Woof. What a bummer. As a parent, I don't want to lose any fingers. But uh, if I'm I'll losing one why. and the kid's not even in there, pissed. That, that's not the first person who's lost a couple of fingers going after Stanley, though. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> wow. 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 Um, also, if the revelation, it's not his child. I think that's. Yeah, yeah that's probably important to bring up. Yeah. I also really like Lila's line of like, what are you talking about? I'm stress eating dead fish over here. You know, like uh, their back and forth is very enjoyable. The two of them together are magic. Yeah. What's, uh, but what's I the love exchange? The, There's something like you're crazy. And they're like, we met in an insane asylum. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, well, it's a stress test. You kick the tires a little bit. See how good you are. That was hysterical. So, it's great that we have we have two characters who have matched like Diego and Lila there. It seems to be working. We got Luther and Sloan. We get a great yeah. Luther Sloan scene here. They're they're like humping. They're going Whoa. at it. Yeah, the whole she was like, "Yo, your bed squeaks." And that it was, was fun. It was, I, it was fun she's like, "I told you the when when Luther is hiding." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to call it. I think that was my favorite moment in the episode. Was that <laughs> yes, shot of the door opening and Luther, enormous dude, hiding up the wall. There. Oh, hey. hey, he's not even around. A, he's not even around a corner. He's just <laughs> he's leaning <not> against <laughs> a flat wall. <laughs> So funny. He's just trying to flatten himself. Uh, it's great. But, I mean, speaking of a great doof, like when uh, Ben's like, hey, what's your game? And he's like, Yahtzee. Big, Big fan. fan of Yahtzee. Love it. Uh, just Big hysterical that he's got that loaded and ready to go. It's just uh, everything you need to know and love about Luther right there. Um, yeah, it was tough, though, because... I did want the show to at least kind of uh, address what happened in the last episode. And it just Luther had like a little bit of a moment of like, 
you know, well, something happened and I'm not going to really talk about it, but I don't think I have a family anymore. And that was heartbreaking. And uh, I wanted more a little bit, um, especially some regret on Allison's part would have been nice. But um, I don't know. It was, uh, I don't know. I, gu- I guess I was just a little disappointed in how it was handled, I guess. In how it came spinning out of what happened last episode. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted there to be a little bit more of a ramification, I guess, or a little. I bit think more there will a... be. I feel like it, letting a little air, the little time pass from what happened, and seeing Allison continue to sort of descend. Um, while yeah, Luther now she's just sort of throwing it around willy nilly, like just using it on everybody. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jesus. So, yeah. like, yeah, I, I think we'll we'll get to it. And that feels like what's going to be part of the grand climax when it comes to the Umbrellas deciding to get it together or totally bail. Cool. But it's also tough because it's like, you know, when she walks in at the end and it's like judging him for wearing a different jacket, it's like, fuck you, but you don't get to do that. And she yeah. just gives him the eye roll, which yeah. I thought was a little scoff. Yeah. But think about it, like sparrows, makes sense. They travel in little uh, together, you know. They fly together. It's called umbrellas. an umbrella, umbrella of sparrows, yes. Yeah, an umbrella of sparrows. Mm-hmm. Umbrellas? You trying to open seven umbrellas? Not no good. But I did really In like the, same the, room? the pogo slamming the door and then the kind of umbrella symbol forming in the glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just creative and fun. Yeah. Right Do you there. think anybody noticed that? They're like, whoa, that's weird. There's weird. an umbrella on this sparrow. Yeah. I wonder if that means anything. All right, before we wrap up here, who got top marks this episode? Justin, who got top marks? It's a lot's going on in this episode, but I got to give it to Luther. My guy Luther's, I love, I've come to love the Luther character so much. So funny. And um, I think I said this last episode, but it does feel like he is coming back. He's getting his um, uh, mojo from the Pogo Dojo back. Uh, and feeling like a hero, the way he talks to Ben, the way he's being direct with Sloan about his feelings rather than the way he uh, played it with Allison in previous seasons, um, trying to, like, just be honest. Like, he's able to have a, a good conversation with Sloan, really liking him. The fact that he's become a sparrow, he's umbrella all the way through, no matter what cool jacket he's wearing. Luther's the guy. Pete, what about you? Who got top marks this episode? Um, I was thinking about giving it to Tammy because she deserves it. But I might, uh, you know, since Luther was taken, I might go with Bogo. Um, You know, it was um, it was nice to see him back and also smart of him. You know, that little sit down in my trailer. I got a gun pointed at your nuts move. I mean, that's just classic stuff. Yeah, you you have all your tables in your house have guns underneath them, right, Pete? (laughs) Well, they used to. And not anymore. You know what I mean? I got downgraded. I went from living a rated R lifestyle to G. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's much better. You got to go to the store and you ask them for one of them gun tables at nut height. They'll know what you're talking about. (laughs) If Uh, you you buy a table and don't ask about about that, what do you buy the table for? You know what I mean? It's so hard to assemble the Ikea gun table at nut height. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you so got to have your measurements those... right. You got to yeah. have your measurements right. Well, they have, How tall they have are you, two sir? of them. My favorite one is the Nutat yeah. table. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, while we're giving top marks, though, I got to shout out whatever artist airbrushed the side of the trailer with that sick Pogo oh, Tammy romance sick, art. Sick, dude. Yeah, great stuff. I, I'm going to take a little bit of a swerve here. I know this is different for me, but I'm going to give it up to Klaus this episode. I thought his rant yeah, wow. to Hargreaves coming in and just laying out everything that happened to him and being like, and then I had soup, but first there was the bicycle girl. Very funny. One of the highlights Very of the fun. episode for me. Uh, really enjoyed it. 
I did really like the shot of uh, when Harlan and Victor were in the air and it was kind of being projected on the screen next to them. That was kind of a beautiful shot. That's cool. If you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Umbrella Academy. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Podcademy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, class dismissed. Oh, I'm okay. Yes. Yes. Dismissed. Uncuttable Nux, my favorite teacher. Yeah.